thank you guys each for being here. I know some of you have to come with your parents, uh, but some of you don't, and that's awesome. But I'm just grateful that each one of you is here. Let me just see if I can do this and not break it. Matt. Okay. Maybe actually I like it like this this time. Sorry. So my name's Christina, like he said. And since we don't know each other very well yet, I figured I'd tell you a little bit about myself. So I started coming here to this church in around 2000. My mom might correct me. I don't know. I think I was in seventh grade. So yes, I know a lot of you probably weren't born yet, and that's okay. I'm not one of those who's worried about growing older for multiple reasons, but one is that I've had some life experiences so far, which have given me the opportunity to stand here and be able to tell you that the promises in God's word are true. He's physically healed my body. He's forgiven me and given me freedom from my sins, which for those of you who have experienced that, it's a tangible thing. He's come through for us financially when we needed it. He's helped heal my marriage. He's provided a way when it didn't seem like there should be a way. And the list goes on. But when I started coming to this church, though, it was just down the street. Um, this building wasn't here yet. There were actual pews in the sanctuary. And the youth service was held in the barn. And that's where I was. So immediately I could tell, though, that this church was different spirit field and had people who actually cared about us and I appreciate Pastor Jack and Joyce and the leaders that were in youth at the time they've all had a positive and long-term impact on my life so I want to see God move in your lives first and foremost but I also want to be there for you in the same way that those leaders were for me and I want to get to know the ladies especially of course and hope to grow friendships that are not just surface level so ask me anything, anytime. I'm an open book. And if you ever need anything, just let me know. But I also wanted to share this experience with you before I get too far into it. So many of you know that God gets our attention sometimes even outside of our church bubble. So there was a point in my life where I cared too much about what people thought of me. I wanted to be cool and fit in. And I noticed certain people and tried changing the way I acted or dressed based off of them. Sometimes today I think it's tough too, like can we even think for ourselves anymore or are we all just swayed by the influencers online? Is it the same for the guys though or is that just mostly ladies? <laughs> I don't know, guys too? Okay, I honestly didn't know. But back to my story. So this is small but powerful, so try not to miss it. So one random day I was at work. I worked in a corporate environment, so we had this meeting once a month before COVID and all the leaders of the business um, of each division were going over their financials and what's been going on in each of their areas. And then afterwards, one of the leaders came up to me. He seemed kind of nervous. And he was like, did I do OK? How was that? And so then, it's kind of like I floated above my body and I started thinking, picturing myself sitting there at that desk thinking about how he did. And then I realized that I didn't care. And obviously, I'm a good employee, so I cared about what he was talking about. But I didn't care as much as he thought we all did about how he did in his presentation. So I realized that people don't care as much about like what I wear or if I'm a certain level of funny. I just need to be true to who God's made me to be. 
So that may or may not resonate with you tonight, but I also wanted to remind myself primarily because I am not a public speaker. If you can see how my hand is shaking as much as I can feel it. But <laughs> I just want to get to the point, though. So let's open in prayer. So, Lord, I just thank you for this night, and I thank you for this opportunity to be here, and I thank you, first and foremost, for providing this word. And I just pray that the people in this room will see through me and instead see you and just hear what you have for their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So, beauty for ashes, like Pastor Isaiah was saying. So what does that actually mean? So the statement comes from Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3 which we will go there so you can prepare. But I want to know, did any students, does anybody have a real paper Bible anymore? Oh, there's actually a few, so I wanted to give you guys a piece of candy. Let's hold it up, hold it up. Let me see. There you go. Oh, if you can, if I can get it to you. I'll just get the first few. Anybody on this side? Got a, where, where, let me see. No? There was one more at least. A student? Is anybody taking notes? Who's got some notes? You're not a student. Are you taking notes? Oh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'll have to buy you one afterwards just for nailing you. Okay. So that was Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 3. So the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of, okay, I'm sorry. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all those who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, there it is, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. So he goes on to talk about those same people who will go on to rebuild their ruined cities and repair desolated generations. And we know that with everything going on lately that we could use some rebuilding and repair as well. But I want you to think about this. The world says... Just be free to be who you feel you are and own it, right? But that's not the whole truth. What you feel today may not be what you feel tomorrow. You may end up on an unhealthy journey to find who you think you're supposed to be based on what others think of you. And what about those who are prone to addiction or prone to anger? Or what about those of us who feel empty or have anxiety or insecurities? Unfortunately, that's a normal thing in our world, and it's a physical part of us that's what we need to give to God. So who does God say you are, though? You are unique with certain gifts and talents, which are most likely different from the person sitting next to you. You are worthy of love right now without changing anything. You are a son or daughter of the king, which it means God, blessed and highly favored simply because he is our creator and because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. So we got to come to him and just be like, here's who I am, Lord, either a complete pile of ash because of the choices I made or certain situations I've gone through, or since many of us are still living at home under our parents' roof, um, and they're not perfect, so 
Maybe your parents' choices have caused you to go through some stuff. And what is ash anyways? It seems obvious, but it's something that's been burned. It's messy. It's got nothing left. It's actually like bad for us to breathe in like we learned recently with the fires. In Isaiah 55 verse 7, it says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. And another thing to always keep in mind is in Isaiah 55:11, it says, God's word does not return void. And what does that mean? Well, it's just like if somebody were to give you a gift card, unless it's like a sibling messing with you, you know that there's going to be some money on it, right? It's valid. So it's just like that with God's promises. If he says it, he means it. So to repeat that promise, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. I know I needed to be abundantly pardoned. How about you? Do you have some ugly thoughts? Maybe about yourself or other things that you're looking at in life? Then in Isaiah 61 verse 7, Instead of your shame, you will have double honor. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. So instead of shame, you will have honor. And then instead of confusion, which there's too much of these days, we will have everlasting joy. So he takes what is nothing and gives life. Not everyone's mess is the same. Maybe we've been carrying around a small pile of ash, or maybe your heart looks like a service member who's recently gone through a battle and you just have like a dusting covering your heart. Either way, none of us are perfect and have things we need help with. Sometimes bringing our situation to him every day for a while while we heal. I know I've been there, been betrayed by friends or hurt by my own family. Because of this, we need to be desperate for him. Yes, you heard me, desperate. And what does that look like? Somebody who will do anything to get what they want or need. Most people are usually like, ew, calm down. But until you get to that point with God, he's probably not the one leading your life. We need to be searching in the word for who he's created us to be. If each of us read the word, the same chapter, what I, maybe some verses that I've read just recently, a certain section might come alive to, say, Heather, but something else is what speaks to me. And God does that based on what each of us either is going through or what God wants us to learn for what might happen in our future. At the end of the day, God wants your life and testimony to show people his power and glory and his love for us. So if we are giving him who we are and allow him to work in our lives, that's exactly what will happen. And sure, there will be other trials. And in that, as long as we're trusting in him, he will make it obvious that he came through and he made a way. So when you give it to him, he's not going to blow your ash right back in your face, right? So what would the beauty for our ashes look like? Maybe a way through a situation when you feel stuck. Maybe a good friend reaching out when you're feeling lonely. Or supernatural peace or strength to walk through a situation. But if you are giving him your whole self, the imperfect parts the parts that you're proud of, the parts that you're still wondering about, telling him the things that you want out of life,
saying, use me, God, for what you have intended for me. You won't need to be searching the world through people or things for fulfillment. I've learned this in my own life as well. Some of you might know that I'm married to Matt, that guy back there. He's handsome, of course, funny, a great husband, father, employee, friend. And as much as I love him and my life is better with him, when I had depended on him to be the one to make me happy, I've been disappointed. (laughs) Not because of anything that he was doing wrong, but because of whatever expectations I may have made up in my head and that he probably didn't even know about. But I have to be confident in who I am and what God's doing in my life and then just enjoy that alongside of Matt and my family and friends. But it's not your friend's job to fulfill you. And yes, we can enjoy life with them, but they will never bring that long-lasting fulfillment. You'll always be left needing more. So what is his promise? Everlasting life, if we make Jesus our Lord, as well as a fulfilling life. So in John 4, verses 13 through 14, Jesus is talking to a woman. They both came to a well for some water. He knew that she has had five husbands and is now with someone she's not married to. So during their conversation, this is the actual verse, Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. God wasn't saying saying that to someone who had their life together. Remember, she had five husbands and you know, went through that many ugly divorces or maybe deaths or whatever, and is now with somebody who she's not married to. So God isn't limited by the things that we've done or what we've gone through. He wants to change our lives and give us direction, fill us with fulfillment and everlasting life. So he doesn't force that on us, though, obviously. We have to give him our issues and, even more importantly, ourselves. So it can't be us running up to him, throwing our crap, and then just running off with a better life. It's through a relationship with him where he shows us what's going on and refines our heart. And he'll show us how we can fight against what Satan is constantly trying to accomplish in our lives, our families, and in our friends. So I guess I just want to ask you tonight, what is it that you've been needing to God, needing to give to God, do you need to make him Lord of your life or maybe repoint your heart back in the direction to him? So from here, I just want to invite Pastor Isaiah to come up and either help close or do what he would like to do. So we just have this opportunity to leave what we needed to here at the altar and ask him to change our lives and give us that fulfillment that we're all seeking. I hope you caught what what she was expressing. Like, what do I need to give to God? What, like, uh, like, let's make a trade. You guys remember when I spoke on that while back? Who's got a phone? Justice, get your phone. Who else got a phone? Yeah, let me get let me get your let me get your phone, Sai. Yep, you raise your hand. Let me see it. Yeah, let me see it. Let me see it. Run it, run it, run it, run it, run it. Okay, now, watch this. Here's what, here's what I'm going to do. Okay? I need you to just go upstairs real quick. 
Yeah. Here's what we'll do. Stop. Stop, Brandon. Stop. Stop. Watch. That's what we do with God. I'll give you everything. Look, Elaine was about to cut him off. But you got to come back and sit. You can go. What she spoke on was what do I need to give to God? Man, what do you need to give to God tonight? I feel God's just trying to get you to understand. What do I need to get? You want me to hold you? Because you're. What do I need to give to God? Can I ask this so boldly? With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to make two altar calls, okay? One, I always want to make sure I leave a space for somebody to rededicate their life. Maybe you've been far, you've been distant. Maybe you've taken this whole COVID distant thing a little bit farther than usual. But if you just need to rededicate and give your life to Jesus and you've never accepted Jesus into your life, and here's all this looks like, you just need to have a relationship with him. What she talked about was a relationship. The only thing that matters to God and the only thing that matters to her her is her relationship with God not what anybody else thinks because at the end of the day she knows I'm good with God and I'm good with myself if you want to make that decision I want you to just lift your hand up really quick one two three if you need to I see those I see these hands I see these hands I see these hands I see these hands I need you to listen just it's okay it's okay but some of you need to get close to God because some of you have been distant. Lift those hands up one more time. Lift them up, hold them up high, hold them up high. Watch this, once you make this decision, you don't gotta worry about making it again because God is not a God who is upset with anything that you do. There's actually nothing you can do to distance yourself from the love of God. So I want everybody to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord, I give you my life. I believe you sent your son to die for me. He rose three days later, and I know my life will never be the same. And from this day forward, I, put, I keep you first. In Jesus' name, amen. I, um, can you go back to that scripture real quick? I wanted to...